What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sideline Junkies. Post Skins game, Skins fall into the Texans 23-21. Junkies will dive into that. Thank you for, like I said, thank you for joining us. Um, fellas, what's going on? How y'all feel? Feeling good, man. First off, um, you know, not to kind of take over, but want to, um, you know, uh, send us to say prayers of the Alex Smith. That was a gruesome injury that he suffered earlier. So prayers up to him and a speedy recovery. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, I, I agree with the sentiments of Delonte and I just – you hate to see a player go down like that, um, but ain't it's really no but. I'm I'm not really feeling too good because I'm I'm sick to my stomach. Well, we, before you before you get dive in, we're gonna get to that because we we diving into that game because uh, we were there, ladies and gentlemen. The sideline junkies there, five of the seven sideline junkies were at FedEx Field. We got called out. Uh, Redskins fans as a whole got called out by Josh Norman, and uh, we answered the call today. We were there, and we're going to talk about that experience. We're going to talk about um, the stadium noise, everything. We're going to get into all that. Uh, want, just want to recap the NFL real quick because we, we didn't get to get a show in this morning. So uh, just a, a quick score recap no, in, in no particular order. Uh, Broncos take out the Chargers last second field goal, 23-22. to 22. The Steelers pull one out at the last second against the Jags, 2016. Um, the Vikings and the Bears are playing now. Bears up 3-0. The uh, Saints absolutely wiped the floor with the Eagles, 48-7. The Raiders, last second field goal, um, 23-21 over the Cardinals. Lamar Jackson's debut first start, a win for the Ravens, 24-21 over the A.J. Greenless Bengals. The Giants in a shootout take out the Buccaneers, thirty-eight to thirty-five. The Cowboys pull out the win uh, against Atlanta, twenty-two to nineteen. Um, the Lions over the Panthers, twenty to nineteen. The Panthers went for a uh, two-point conversion with a, about a minute and some change left in the fourth, kind of a head scratcher, um, and they lose the game off of that. The Colts just do the. Uh, the, the Mississippi River dance all over the Texans, Titans, uh, 38 to 10. Um, and, of course, the game from Thursday, the Packers and the Seahawks, 27-24. Fellas, let's dive into our experience at FedEx Field. Let's dive into the game. Um, uh, um, I guess for the most part, I, I'll go first. And I, I guess to start with just going, getting to the field, Today wasn't hectic. Um, we parked at Morgan Boulevard Station, which is about, what, a mile away from the station almost? Uh, I, I want to say about a mile. That walk wasn't bad. We got there early. We got to Morgan Boulevard about 11 o'clock before the wave came in. Uh, had no problem walking up. Usually the sidewalk's kind of crowded if you get there with the crowd, but we didn't have that problem. We got up there and uh, waited for the rest of the crew. Um, guys, I'm gonna let y'all dive into you know y'all experience. Uh, you know, Delonte, you could go. Jim, you on with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, guys, go ahead and, and dive in. Just the experience getting to the stadium, how it was for you, and uh, if if you have any suggestion how to make that better. 
Well, I think for for me personally, um, you know, I live like three minutes from the stadium, so it was um, not an issue. Um, you know, the 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 commute or the the direction that I took was you know fairly easy, so I didn't have any issues. Um, so yeah, you know, getting there was no problem. Um, and then meeting up with my fellow uh, sideline junkie members it was no problem either. So, um, you know, I, kudos to that. Yeah, I didn't think it was bad. Uh, it was a lot, um, a lot cleaner than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be kind of crowded getting to the stadium and getting out. But overall, the experience wasn't bad. The uh, the walk wasn't bad. Uh, it's just cool to see everybody out there. Um, uh, uh, tailgating and cheers all over the place, throwing football. So the experience wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. As far as getting to the stadium, um, that was one of the highlights of the day. You know, uh, besides the excitement of, of going to FedEx Field and seeing the hometown Washington Redskins, my team, play but uh going i mean once we got on stadium property and you get to the parking lots and you smell the grills and everything that walk it just it made it so much sweeter because of the different smells and you know people having fun and you're seeing a lot of burgundy and gold jerseys you're seeing white jerseys that's got burgundy letters you're just saying red skin fans period that right there made that walk a lot better. And and let me touch on that because when you get to that that part, when you get into the stadium, and today, you know, they played the Texans. There was a there was a few Texans fans there. For that moment while you're in the stadium, nothing else matters outside. It doesn't matter what's going on at home. It doesn't matter what's going on in politics. It doesn't matter what's going on anywhere but right there. That area surrounding the stadium it, everybody's so nice to each other you might you might get some some fans heckling the other fans but it's all in good fun everybody's having a blast you know what i'm saying getting ready for the game and um if you got burgundy and gold on there it's basically family in there when you walk in so um but once we met up there um had a part a small problem with Ticketmaster, and i'm gonna definitely take that up with them um a ticket issue uh, take that up with them. Uh, they will be getting an email from me. Uh, that's the first time I've ever had a problem, whether it's Ticketmaster stuff, her buying tickets, getting into any event ever. So that was a uh, that was definitely a uh, a downer. But once we got that situated, we were in. Um, I, and, and I want I know we said we were going to talk about the game. We kind of want to walk you through our whole experience. Um. Once we got in, um, I know I haven't been – I haven't set up top in the 400 section in a while. Um, usually it's right at the lower bowl, ticket somewhere around there. So I don't know if we couldn't find it, but we were hard-pressed to find the escalator to go up. All the escalators that go, were going up were going only to the club and to the – um, suites and all that stuff. Now, if you if you've been to FedEx and you, you got season tickets in the four hundreds and we just missed it, please let us know. But fellas, we we were looking, weren't we? Oh yeah, 
True indeed. So we, yeah. Like, <laughs> nah, just that that walk of looking. I I logged what what did I say? Uh, Nine thousand steps total. For, yeah. So yeah, crazy. And I know this is kind of late, but about three minutes ago, did somebody have a baby calf? I thought I heard a calf cry. <laughs> a baby calf? I thought I heard a baby calf or a cow or something. Look, look, that's what it sounds like, man. <laughs> so it might have been a, a milk machine head. Oh, okay. Oh, that was laughing. Okay. Hey, man. I heard, I heard it. I was like, man. I was like, so I, was like oh. I was like, oh. I forgot about Landon. You got Landon with you. Tell yeah, Landon. Shout out to Landon. Shout out. Shout big out shout to... out to Landon, man. Yeah. Big shout out. <laughs> um, We got. We got to get that boy some red skin oh, colors. No. You know that's <laughs> red skin colors. Never. He won't even be in Patriots colors. Broncos. Uh, see, mandatory. Hey. <laughs> All right, so fellas, once we got to the seat, we didn't get any uh, concessions um, before we got to our seats. We, by the time we got in and got the ticket thing situated, uh, it was time for the game to start. We want to get our seats now. Here's my glory. I, I'm I'm five eleven and some change and some change. Um, I'm three hundred solid pounds. The kindergarten seats that they have in the four hundred section, boy. Um, the view, the view was excellent for me. What about y'all? For what was y'all? Any gripes in that those, those seats we had? Any any issues or anything you ever change? Uh, no gripes on my end. Um, I think that the people who sat close, um, you know, they were festive and respectful. So, oh, and then shout out to the dude that was throwing like the candy bars and and stuff every time the Redskins scored. Uh, that was something different, but you know, a, a good positive sight to see. Um, but nah, no problems on my end. Uh, I I enjoyed the seat. The, the spot was great just sitting right there and being able to see the whole field. It was, it was great for me. Uh, only thing I would, would complain about is the airplane seats. Uh, they need to add about four more inches to them jokers to, to make you feel comfortable. I know they want to pack them in as tightly as possible, but um, you know sometimes uh, your, cust- your customer needs to be comfortable. But other than that, uh, the, the crowd was fun. Um, I like last time somebody was drunk over our shoulders before the game saying, don't be upset. You know, I might get a little drunk and get a little loud. But other than that, it's a, it was a great experience. Uh, only, my gripe, the same as BJ's, seats got to be a little bit wider. But the leg room, I, I had to tuck my legs because, you know, it, the way it was sitting, I, I couldn't really move so and I know I was bothering Delante I kept getting up to try to stretch my legs and then I had Junior on the other side and I'm like I gotta sit straight up because I don't want to lean over on those two guys and make them uncomfortable so I just it's gotta be a little bit more room there I understand it's the 400 section but that's where those real diehards are sitting no hey Kevin I understand what you're saying but I think it's diehards all over the stadium. I think those are the more affordable seats. So, but you know, I won't take that away from people in the one hundreds making noise in the end zone when 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 the the, uh, opposing team's offense is down there. You know, I I I won't take that away from them. So I understand what you're saying, though. 
uh, because the four hundreds were packed for the most part, or where we were. Um, so, fellas, let's dive into the game. Um, the Redskins come out in a uh, uh, wide bunch to the right and try to throw, I think, a screen pass to Jordan Reed. Um, whoever was blocking got blown up immediately. Um, and and it, they just didn't – they went out, went three and out, I want to say the first two or three series. They didn't seem like they had any rhythm. They didn't seem like they just had any pace to them. And then and, – and this is the things that make you scratch your head. Houston came out, no huddle, no huddle, hurry up, hurry up. And they they were moving the ball. Uh, the Redskins held a lot. Uh, they did a real good job on defense, and we'll, we'll get into the – their defense a little later. But when the Redskins start running, hurry up, start getting a rhythm and a pace, Alex Smith and the offense start moving the ball. Did y'all see the same thing? What did y'all see in them, them first couple series with the Redskins and the Texans? I thought it was um I thought it was a little kind of Redskins-esque, uh, a little conservative. Uh, I guess they were trying to Feel their way into the game. Um, you know, Alex Smith doing what he do. Um, you know, the, as far as the defense as well. Um, you know, they, they. I wouldn't say they were tight, but I guess they were just trying to just you know fill them. You know, fill themselves into the into the game. That's it. Well, I just the the geez the no huddle that. The way the the, the the tempo, the way it worked out for the Redskins was good. I, I liked it, but I just – I wasn't happy with the play calling. That's what messed me up. Jim, you back on? Uh, yeah. It just – somehow – this ain't just for the Redskins. A lot of teams got to figure out how to get to a, a, a nice pace from the get-go. I did like the fact that the Texans kind of came out with the hurry-up offense. It has something to – because it's unexpected. But it's just the slow starts is a killer and um, and drop passes is a killer, especially when you start off early. And, you know, every team is different. Everybody's different, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the, the team makeup. And I understand you're trying to get, you know, a pace and a rhythm with Alex Smith. But when you run that hurry up on that no huddle, that defense got to think a little bit quicker, a little bit more pace. So they they really have to, to to put some thought into what they're doing and get the hurry up and get situated. And, and that's what you're looking for. You're trying to get a mismatch. You're trying to get some miscommunication. You know, if they, they, if they want to sub a package out, maybe they can't do it. So it, it creates a lot of problems. And the Redskins ran it. They, they were basically doing the same thing the Texans were doing to them, and they were having success with it. So after the first quarter, the Texans lead 10 nothing. Um, Redskins are having real, real trouble moving the ball. Um, the Texans were rolling. It, 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 you know, um, it was, was that the first? Uh, that that touchdown was the touchdown that uh, Norman got smoked on the corner that first quarter one. Yep. Okay. Um, they did the Texans did a um, uh, three three wide receiver bunch on the, on 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 the left side and 
Hopkins got open uh, with Josh Norman checking him. So um, a lot of people thought that Josh was trying to bait uh, Hopkins into throwing it, which he did, and, and maybe he just got over there a step late. And I, I, it, it seemed like that might have been what it was. He just didn't play it right. He didn't get his foot, you know, footing down when he wanted to as far as to get over there. Um, at this point, it's 10 nothing. Not looking good for the scans. If the Texans keep rolling at this pace, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long day. Redskins tighten up. They put seven up in the next quarter to make it ten seven. Alex Smith drives them all the way down to the goal line and throws a pick six. Hundred and hundred. It was at least hundred one yards. Pick yep. six. No one can catch him. Um, it's now seventeen uh, seven. Going into the half. Um, what really kind of pissed me off about the Redskins, and I, I, I let you guys get to it, and, and y'all could give me your thoughts up until this time. When they had the ball with two minutes left in the game, uh, in, the, in the second quarter, it was like they were playing for halftime. It was no urgency. If you're going to run your, every team, you're not going to tell me every team runs a two-minute drill. In practice, so I'm looking for extreme pace, extreme tempo, uh, some sense of urgency. I did, I did not see that with the Redskins. What happens again? Ball gets tipped, intercepted. Texans are already in field goal range. Delonte, what you think about that whole series right there? Uh, I, I think it was um, bad p- uh, play calling. Um, we can definitely blame the coaching staff. I think they they definitely mismanaged the clock. Um, they mis, mis mismanaged the playbook. Um, they could have got a lot more, you know, within those last two minutes. So I was, you know, quite disappointed to to witness that as well. Uh, I I think you would probably expect more um, better communication between Reed and and uh, Jordan Reed on that on that TD interception. I mean, he had him. He, I don't know what they were both thinking. Reed cuts to the inside, and, and Smith throws it to the outside. Uh, I would expect with them two to look, expect a little better communication. Five to two-minute warning. Yeah, I didn't understand why they were moving so slow. I, I They probably were thinking they wasn't going to move the ball downfield. I mean, that's the only thing you can just by looking at their actions. You know, I would, like Brian said, I would look for up-tempo, uh, more consistency, hurry up and get the play in. And heck, who's even know they even called in two plays at once so they can move the ball down the field quickly. So uh, it was kind of surprising. Did we lose KG? Okay. No, I'm here. I, I got that mute button. button. I'm sorry. <laughs> play calling, play calling, play calling. You can't go into a two-minute drill. And like Jim said, you can go into two-minute drilling and call two plays at one time so you can get it. But it was no tempo. It was no pace. It was nothing. It was no sense of urgency. Like, come on, let's go down here and let's score. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It was none of that. And that was a huge problem. Now, I'm glad Jim brought this up because I was kind of mad when Alex Smith threw that interception. And you really got to when you're watching a football game, you really got to look at the play from different angles to see who fault it is. 
And um, we all, you know, pinned it on Alex once it happened in live in real time. You go back and look at it, and it was just a miscommunication. If he had hit, uh, Jordan Reed was open. Jordan Reed spun off his man and spun to the right. Alex threw it to the left. I think he, I think maybe the, maybe the route Jordan was supposed to run was going to the left, and he just, you know, with the, his football knowledge, like, I'm going to break it off here. But Alex was expecting him to keep going. I think that's what happened. And then Alex, uh, like I said, Jordan Reed, if he had hit him, he, if he had threw it to the right, that was a touchdown. Redskins, you know, tied, um, tied, uh, tied a game up. Um, but that didn't happen. So, um, halftime. Boy, halftime was an experience. And, well, it wasn't an experience, but I guess I guess you could say it was. All of us didn't see it. Uh, we go out looking for food. And, uh, Delonso, we walked down to the Boardwalk Fries first, right? Yep. Um, uh, let me back up a little bit because I don't want to take away from the Redskins defense at all. After the Alex Smith pick uh, under the two minute uh one two minutes in the, in the what you call them, in the, in, the, in the second uh, quarter, the Redskins defense held them to uh field goal a field goal attempt which they missed. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to take away from the Skins defense at all. Defense at all, their goal line defense or red zone defense today for me was outstanding. I thought it was outstanding. When they got, they they had trouble stopping a lot of stuff and the Texans were moving the ball, but they tightened up when they needed to. And we'll get into that more once we start talking third quarter. But we're going to halftime. And I walked down to the Bulwark Fries. You know, this is expected. This is nothing I complain about. Walk down to Bulwark Fries. Line is out the gym. Um, so we walk back to... Um, Walk back down to where our section was to get food, and I forgot. I wish I remember the name of the place. I'm looking at the sign of my head. Anybody remember the name of the spot? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just remember the lady being funny. <laughs> yeah, the lady was hilarious, and we got yeah. we got uh talked into getting some shock top beers. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, um. One of the reasons why, you know, a lot of it's, it's, I don't know if it's a small issue. It's not a small issue to me because I could be at home eating my wings from wherever I choose in my comfortable chair watching HD football in the comfort of my home, not having to worry about falling out of the seat or if my leg is too, too much on someone. If I'm paying $8 for a bratwurst with sauerkraut, I'm getting it. I don't expect the, the bun to be hard. Like one side of the bone, you could probably file the the heel of your foot with. <laughs> I, and it's, this is the this is the this is the issue. I don't care if I'm sitting at four hundred. I don't care if they had a six hundred section. I want good food when I I can get good food at home. I can make my own stuff. This is why when when I go to the game, I need options, and the options they need, all need to be good. It, it can't be a slack off, um, fellas. The, uh, Jim and, and KG, we all ate at the same place. And Delonte, you, you gotta. Uh, I'll let you, Delonte. You go, go ahead. And then I want Jim, Jim and KG. I want you to touch on the place we ate at. Well, um, first off, shout, shout out to Shock Top. Um, very, <laughs> very satisfying beverage. Um, 
a couple others in the group that didn't agree with that <laughs> statement, but it's a very I think the look on Jim's face pretty much said it all. Um, but uh, I, I think the the prices, you know, were, were pretty fair. Um, you know, standard, you know, NFL stadium prices. Uh, I think the quality, you know, again, it's probably standard. I'm pretty sure there's some stadiums that have better food choices and better prices. Um, but, you know, it's just, you know, typical standard stadium experience. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't have a problem with it. Actually, the uh, my Italian sausage wasn't that bad, man. It was um, one or two of the vegetables might have been overcooked. But other than that, it was better than I thought it was going to be. So, um, you know, and like like uh, Delante was saying, it's stadium food. You don't, you know, the price is going to be high and the food quality may not taste all that great. But um, this wasn't bad. Now, KG, before you go, you man, you had the, the same bratwurst. So give me your take on that bratwurst. Oh, man, it was just absolutely amazing. Do, do, I mean, do, do. The, the, the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it it wasn't, and that wasn't a bratwurst. Now, BJ being the grill master that he is, he knows what a bratwurst is. He's cooked plenty of them on the grill. We've had plenty of them. That was a hot dog. I don't even know. I I think at that point you're disrespecting hot dogs. Like it didn't have even with the sauerkraut on it. It tastes the sauerkraut tasted like the can was open. The can was <laughs> open week one, and they forgot about it. And they used the rest of it today. It it had no, no pop, pop to it. What's, it just tastes like stuff on the top of the hot dog. Wow. It 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 didn't. You know when when you eat sauerkraut, especially fresh sauerkraut, it's uh the 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 vinegar that hits the tongue, and it shocks the system a little bit. You didn't get that. It was just yeah. Here we go. And that's what it that's what basically what it did. The bratwurst didn't pop when you bit into it. Nothing. And I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna waste ketchup and mustard on this. I'm just gonna eat it. And then like BJ said, one side of the bread was hot was soft and fresh. The other side was very, very hard. I thought it was just me. I was like, well, maybe it's just me. But when BJ said it, I was like, Well, damn, there it is. Huh? Well, going to the bathroom. <laughs> Jim saw it. You go into the bathroom and use the bathroom. It's not crowded at all. It's plenty of urinal stalls. I use the urinal. Look over to my left. The paramedics. Shout out to PG County's finest. The paramedics are in the bathroom. I don't know if the guy's intoxicated. I don't know if he got food. I don't know what he looks bad. And by the time I wash my hand, they're bringing the trash can over. So, because he make he's making the puke sound like he wants to puke, so I, I'm like, all right, it's time to get out of here. I like he must have been there at nine or ten a.m. and must have been drinking since then. <laughs> and Jim was going to the bathroom. I said, "You'll see it when you go in there." Yeah, I, when I saw him go in, I was like, "Are they going in the bathroom?" I was like, "It's a lady going into the men's bathroom." 
And then to go in there, stand you said there was up. a lady going in the men's bathroom. Yeah, the lady, the lady that was driving the car went into the bathroom initially, and um, her and the guy. And then, then you get in there. He's, you know, I, I, I don't want to assume what he was, but drinking like that is remember it's a stadium game. Uh, you know, please don't get hammered like that. Just you know, drink responsibility responsibly. But yeah, it, it was just crazy, man. You know, you hate to see things like that. So, fellas, I had already made it up in my mind that the seats were too small to take food back there and, you know, plant your elbows down and enjoy your food. So I was going to eat my food there. Um, third quarter starts. And by the time I finish my food, we we ready to go back in. I think Kevin, KG, you had already went back in, right? Yes, sir. Who I was, was already who up went there. back with you? Was it just you? It was myself. It okay. was just me. Oh, yeah, uh, Delonte was right behind me because I, I smelled that sweet, honeysuckle, barbecued smell of that turkey leg. <laughs> and I was a little bit of jump. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I lied to you now. Hey, hold on, wait. Let's We're going to talk about legs. Let's talk about this turkey leg. <laughs> that thing has – I'm looking over at Delonte like, dude, I, you got your money's worth. I had to come home and tell my wife and my kids about it. like that smoked turkey leg was off the chain, man. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It Again, you know, a, a st- standard stadium experience, but yeah, it was it's pretty good. But see, here here here's my problem, and, and we talked about this, and everybody wants to know why I want people come, not just FedEx Field. Why I want people come to these games, but FedEx Field in particular, I I can stay at home for standard. Mm-hmm. If I'm paying eight dollars for a bratwurst, I need my stuff to be fresh. My bread should be fresh, the sauerkraut should be fresh, and the bratwurst should be fresh. I, I don't want to have to pay for stale stuff going to the state. Like I don't have to eat going to the stadium. The whole point of eating at the stadium is to get the fresh bratwurst, to get the cold beer, the popcorn. You don't have to. You can you can get like my man in the bathroom. You get hammered in the parking lot. You don't have to drink that stuff in there. It's just like, hey, let me get a cold beer. Let me sit down and enjoy myself. So um, it's me, Jim, and Junie standing out. We finished. We're ready to go back in. And I hear Larry Michael voice Alex Smith down. In the tone of Larry Michael's voice, you could tell something. Like, Larry Michael must have seen what happened. And you could tell that um, it was bad. So we're walking back in. A couple of the stadium guys, you know, ran over. It's like, who's hurt? And I said, Smitty's hurt. So I walked through the tunnel. And when I walked through the tunnel and looked down the field, I see a couple of the Redskins players on their knee, a couple of them with their hands on their face. I said, this is bad. At this point, I don't know what's happened. But you can tell by both the Texans and the, the Redskins players that it's bad. The injury is bad. Alex has his hands on his head. And you're like, my God, what has happened on the field? So we get into our seats to try to figure out what's going on. Jim has the uh, red zone pulled up, and you can see the ankle and the, the leg snap. And if, if if you got a weak stomach and that stuff's not for you, don't go look at it. So at this point, fellas, in the game, I'm going to let y'all give y'all thoughts on um, – how it affected the stadium and the skins as a whole, and, and how you know how 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 you thought the game would go from there on. 
Um, I didn't think um, it would affect the game uh, pretty much. Um, mm, I don't. I, I don't have have too much thought on. It. I just don't don't think that uh, it affect the game that much. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. One of my first questions. Might have been who was the third string backup, or you know, at that final Colt McCoy's coming in. But you know, with the guys that were sitting in front of us, they were like, Colt got this. So they believe in Colt McCoy when he was coming out, and they figured play wasn't gonna slack down. So I figured if they believe in Colt, I believe in Colt too. And Colt did what he's supposed to do. I, I was uh <laughs> I had said <sighs> During the first half, nah, I don't want to see Colt. But the last thing I want to see is Colt. And what do I see? I see Colt. Because after, I mean, I watched that in real time. I watched that injury happen in real time. And I was like, okay, that don't look good. And when he pulled his helmet off and I seen him lay there, something didn't look right. And we were sitting, and now this is how great the seats were. Or my eyesight is very great, but to see that live in front of your face. And I didn't watch that on TV. I didn't watch it on the big screen. I watched it unfold and happen. Yeah, that that that's heartbreaking. But Coke comes in and he rock and rolls down the field and score, we score a touchdown. You know, he, he put up 14 points. Not bad. Just that that last drive couldn't quite Get it going. And, and we'll so. get to that last drive. Um, just trying to break it down as I'm thinking about it. And you know what I forgot about, fellas? I forgot about the Vernon Davis drop earlier in the game. Oh, yeah, that was crucial. I think that that was one of those, it took the air out of the stadium because I know Vernon Davis isn't the Vernon Davis from 10 seasons ago, but it looked like if he had caught that in stride, it might have been points, if not down to the goal line. And I'm pretty confident when the Redskins get down to the goal line with the offensive line they do have, they still got some dogs down there, and you got AP in the backfield, that it's a good chance you put six on the board. A- AP did it twice today. So um, I-, I was pretty confident in that. Big drop by Vernon Davis early in the game. So the Alex Smith injury happens at the time. You don't know what's going on it- it's easy to sit here and say, oh, man, I know Colt McCoy is going to come in and play this way, that way, this way. These are two different quarterbacks. Alex Smith is conservative, um, you know, uh, calculated. You know, he, 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 you know, he's the calm. Colt McCoy is a gunslinger. And Colt McCoy can play. Colt McCoy got heart. Colt McCoy can come in there. He's fiery. That's what I say. It's two, not only two different people. It's two different quarterbacks. He gonna show you way more emotion than Alex Smith did. Does so. Colt McCoy comes in, fires one to Jordan Reed, touchdown. Redskins get got the lead. Um. Huh. At. I'm trying to get my thoughts together, fellas. I'm sorry. I lost. I lost. <laughs> had one of those good old brain farts. Um, where we at? Somebody help. The difference between the difference between Colt McCoy. There you go. And uh, yeah, it's it's Alex two Smith. different quarterbacks. I don't think Redskins fans have anything to worry about. 
Um, you just got to, you, 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 this is where we talk about all the time. You have to now shift the offense to what Colt can do his, you know, his strengths, which is throw the ball downfield. He, 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 Colt will take his shots. You have to switch it up a little bit. You can't do what Alex can do. It's two different quarterbacks, two different arms, two different personalities. So, um, you know, we, I think, we all agree the play calling was very questionable today at best. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, Colt came in, he, he gets it going. He, he, and here's one of the biggest things I wanted to bring up and, and we can all touch on this. Um, the Redskins defense, the run defense in particular, very, very worse. Very definitely eye-opening. The last three teams the Redskins have played. Um, Houston's 15th today. I don't know what they were starting the, the, the day as far as rushing in the NFL. Tampa and Atlanta are like 28th and 29th in rushing. And they both, the last three games, have carved the Redskins D up. Um <coughs> And, and today, every time it seemed like every time they hand the ball to Lamar Miller, he got as many yards as he wanted to get. There's a couple of times they, you know, they stopped at him in the backfield, you know. But it seemed like when they wanted to run the ball, they wanted to move the ball. They did it at will, and the Redskins they just couldn't stop him. And it's very concerning because now you're taking on the number six rushing offense on a short week. And an uh, absolute monster in Ezekiel Elliott. Fellas, um, did you have anything that kind of stood out for you in the game as far as what could have took the Redskins over the top or why, you know, something that maybe a missed call or anything like that? I'm going to go with the turnovers. I think the interceptions – I think that pick six, even though it was early, that was huge. That was huge because the Redskins, they were about to score, man. They were about to score and go up four. Instead, they ended up going down 10. I think that, in the, yeah, that interception was a huge turning point of the game. And I said it uh, before in the pregame, you know, control the turnover battle. You know, control the turnovers as a whole. Um, I know Watson, he threw a couple picks as well, but he didn't throw a pick six. So, it was... That was tough, man. That was that pick six was super tough. Yeah, excuse me. I agree with Delonte. The interception was a was a rough thing to kind of get over, but I believe the the drop pass by uh, Vernon Davis when he caught the ball and got hit and dropped it, that was a factor. And then to watch uh, Hopkins come and do the the same thing in the next series. Of the next possession, catch the ball, get hit, and hold on to it, and then Vernon dropping that wide open pass, and uh, you know you always can't blame the ref, but the refs do play a factor in the game. I think that roughing the pit on the sack, the um, the Redskins guy was was crap because unless he hit him with the hel- in the helmet, and that might have been it, he might have hit him in the uh, the neck and the shoulder above, and got the penalty and the holding call against uh, Norman. Um, which was just a really bad call, and and, and decision making, 
because at the end of the game, with some odd seconds left, you throw a 40 or 30-yard pass, which didn't make sense to me. But All right, so- uh, they had their chance. Well, you know what? I, I, I hate to sound like a typical sports fan. Um, I hate to be that guy, but it has to be said. The refs blew this game. A lot of uh, phantom calls on both sides, not just the Redskins, but on both sides, a lot of no calls when it should have been calls. I, the refs blew this game. That's the biggest takeaway I can come up with other than, you know, defense getting gouged on third down when they should be getting off the field. Um, mine's were, for me, it was a Vernon Davis drop. I think that would have put points on the board. Um, the phantom no call for pass interference on Doxon with two guys damn near tackled them to the ground. Um, I think that was that was just a, a horrible missed call. Um, the um, the oh, the uh, the lead that the Redskins took. Uh, over the Texans when it was uh, 21-20. That's the first lead change of the season for the Redskins. Put that in perspective. We in week, were we in week 11? Yeah. yeah. The first lead change for the Redskins this season. So that means if they, they're they not playing with a lead, it's over. If they let somebody jump out on them, it's over. Um, But with Alex Smith going down with a tibia and fibula fracture, Redskins are supposed to be bringing in EJ Manuel, Mark Sanchez, Sam Bradford, and TJ Yates. So let me tell you why three of those guys are just coming in for a, a free plane ride. I think it's going to be Mark Sanchez. Three of the people that work with Mark Sanchez uh, during his time with the Jets are on the Redskins staff. I know Bill Can- Callahan's one. Um, I forgot who the other two are. I just saw their names. Matt Cavanaugh is one. There you go. And it's a third person. So I think they're going to, unless somebody blows them away, I think they're going to probably lean on Mark Sanchez because they I don't think they expect any of them to play. But what we saw from Colt today, if Colt don't slide, somebody has to talk to Colt. Yes, sir. Before we get to, the, before we get to that last Redskins drive, somebody has to talk to Colt and say, look, you, we don't have any more quarterbacks. This isn't te- this isn't a team that carries three quarterbacks, and the third quarterback also knows the playbook might not be as talented. We don't have the the, the backup quarterback that's coming in here. Don't know anything. It's just going off straight talent. So slide, slide, slide. Do not take any hits. Injuries can happen anywhere, but don't be taking unnecessary hits. You don't have to take. So, fellas, Texans, oh, go ahead, KG. Let, let me say this real quick. The, the quarterbacks that you named, EJ Emanuel, TJ Yates, uh, Sam Bradford, uh, Mark Sanchez, those are four quarterbacks. Now, I could see Mark Sanchez, don't really like him too much, USC quarterback for various reasons. TJ Yates, bum. EJ Emanuel, I got a, you know, I, I got love for him. Uh, Sam Bradford, two bad knees. What is he going to do behind this line? Why not call Cap? Stop being pig-headed. We trying to save the season. Call Cap. That's it and that's all. It's nothing else needs to be said. 
Uh, we 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 know that's a smart choice, but we all know that's not gonna happen. You need somebody with legs. This offensive line is banged up. You need somebody that's able to get out of the pocket. You bring Sam Bradford here. Sam Bradford gonna be the next one being carted off because he's gonna get hit and he's gonna be hurt. Well, fellas, let's let's dive into the Redskins' final drive, um, where they had a chance to win the game and move the ball. They get the ball to midfield. Okay, they get the ball to about where were they at? About the forty-five. Yeah. About the 40, yeah. get to the 45, and on third down, you need 10 yards. And, and in one of the previous plays, Colt McCoy just rushed for about 8 to 10 yards, okay? You need 10 yards to, make, to, 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 to have an attempt for Dustin Hopkins to make the field goal. 10 yards. And they throw a bomb on third yeah. down. Yeah. I just, if anything, had eight seconds left. I understand it's eight seconds left. I understand the Texans are, hey, they're, they're already looking towards the sideline. Why not spread out, bring five wide receivers in, spread the fill out, and it, of course, everybody, especially players, oh, you, you know, it sounds that's it's easier than it. I know Jadavion Clowney and JJ Watts out there. Okay, put five out there, five wide, make them run all streaks. So they got to keep they they're gonna have to pay attention for them receivers for at least what, 5 to 15 yards, somewhere around it, depending on how fast the receiver is, how much they got to catch up with them. Have the offensive line, let those boys go wide, and tell Colt to run. Go get me 8 yards and try to get out of bounds. Get what you can, look at the clock, be mindful of the clock, get out of bounds, because you're not going to have time to spike it. Because you might get lucky and get a delay a game if the Texans are laying on the ball, laying on, but you're not, you can't, you can't, you can't bank on that. Third down, they throw a bomb, and now you have to bring Hopkins out here for a hundred yard field goal <laughs> that you know he's not going to make. Like it's not even fair to him to bring him out there. You know, got guys, give me your thoughts on that final sequence of plays for the Redskins. Again, I, I think it was, you know, the, the the coaching, man, and then the execution, it just wasn't – it was a little poor. Um, I think it could have got a little bit more um, than what they actually garnered. Uh, that 64-yard field goal attempt, man, it, it had doom written all over it. You could tell, <laughs> you could tell from the kicker's expression, from his teammates' expression, from our expression and from everybody in the, in the stadium's expression, people was like, oh, boy. And then it was 64. I only think it, the ball traveled 40 yards. I mean, it traveled <laughs> probably 40 yards. So it was – God, it was – man, it, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, the the, the time management was horrible. I, did, I didn't wow. care. I didn't care with the 16 seconds to throw it deep and you ran off eight seconds – 
uh, at this point, I think I was yelling, do some outs. And, and I think the only problem you would have, Brian, with running the streak is he would have the pretty much high star running because it, by the time everybody got down to the five or 10 yard line, then they got to run all the way back, you know, and, and then try to spike the ball. At this point, I don't even know if I would board the kicker. I was at 64 yards. I think I'm doing a Harold Murray and just take it. I'd rather go out that way and thinking I believe and I have a chance than having the kicker kick the ball from uh, uh, 64 yards when his longest is uh, 57. And, and it's like it was wind out there today. So, you know, that was um, that was kind of rough to watch. I, it, it takes me back to a time when Norv Turner coached his team and he sent 41-year-old Eddie Murray out there for a 54-yard field goal. And they were saying, Eddie can't make that. He said, kick it anyway. And Eddie missed it short. That's what that reminded me of. Dustin can't make that. Kick it anyway. Why? That You, you, you want to talk about a head scratcher for the day? That's one huge head scratcher. The play calling on that last drive. And like BJ said, most people say, well, nah, you can say that because you're not sitting out there. But from where we were sitting, I could tell, you know what, Texas is about to run. Oh, they showing blitz. I, and I was right every time. So if I can see that, how can they not see that? Yeah, and, and KG, it was one of them times I looked at you and I was like, Alex Smith didn't see them blitzing, like setting up the blitz. Like at a certain, like you see the elite quarterbacks, they set up the blitz. Peyton Manning did it so well. They set up the blitz, they show blitz, they come up to the line, he stands up, and he probably wasn't doing anything but barking uh, uh, dead audibles. The, the Colts players were probably ignoring the hell out of him. But he stood up, acknowledged it, I got gotcha. y'all. And he probably started calling off stuff that wasn't even relevant to the, the Colts offensive players. But it made the defense think, are we still going to blitz him? What do we do now? We coming out of this? He changed the play? Did we change the play? Like, it was one all-out blitz that got to Alex right away. And and it's just looking. I'm looked at you like they they were they were showing blitz the whole time. So why not check out of it and 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 go, that's when you do get dumped. Check out of it real quick. Nobody's covering the back in the backfield. Everybody blitzed. And then that's a, and that's another thing too. End of the end of the game, offensive line was horrible for Colt. He couldn't. He he could. It was a couple times. As soon as he dropped back, it was over. So. Go ahead, KG. We got any other thoughts, bro? Um, <laughs> a lot of people are calling for Jay Gruden's head, but if you get rid of Jay Gruden, your only other option is some up and coming uh, assistant or retrade of a coach. Well, y'all had two of the best up and coming, and Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. So. And let, let, let's talk about now Kyle Shanahan is dealing with a lot of injuries out in San Francisco, but they're still a competitive team. Sean McVay is an absolute monster for the last two years. He's put the Rams back on the map. So, but I'm just, 
Oh my god. Right. I don't want to throw the season in the trash. You can't. No, it's too soon. Yo, one game ahead in a division lead. You're still in the division lead, but you're one game ahead. You need to win Thursday. To. So now to. I'm not saying bring Cap in. Cap going to save the season. No. Let Colt do his thing. Let Cap be the backup. Bring Cap in. Say, you know what? Learn this system. Colt, go out there. You know this playbook. You've been in this system five years. You know it front, back, sideways. You know it in Arabic, Hebrew, uh, English, Mandarin. Do it. Everybody rally around Colt. That's what I'm saying. Not just to the team. I'm talking to Redskin Nations. We, we, we will rally around Colt. But you have to give him a capable backup. Not somebody that he's going to look over his shoulder at because he's the offensive coordinator's boy, i.e. Mark Sanchez. Do not sign butt fumble Mark Sanchez. If you want to win, put Cap in. That's it. Put him in this team. Let him get in this system. Let him get his feet wet. That way we'll have a capable, mobile quarterback that can pass and run. I mean, it, it's it's they a joke know. at this point because nobody can you can't if you're a football person and you watch any football the last ten years you can't sit here and say that any of those names I named are are a better football player a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick you can't say that with a straight face is. But see, they're they're saying that. Well, look at Cap's numbers. That's why he lost the starting job and this, that, and the other. No, he had a couple of bad games and lost the starting job and never regained it because they were experiment. Even if that's so, he's still a better option than those four quarterbacks I named. A way better option. Um. Any other any other thoughts, uh, fellas, on on the Skins game? Um, we de- for ladies and gentlemen, we will definitely be pulling out a podcast before Thursday's game. Well, actually, it'll be on Thursday, so definitely look for that. Your notifications, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or whether you follow us here on Anchor, definitely look for that. We'll break down the the Cowboys Skins matchup. Absolute must win for the Redskins. It's a it's a must. Win. Let, let me let me say this real quick because I'm I'm about to ruffle a few feathers. So I'm 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 feeling a little fiery right now. Um, <laughs> Josh Norman, that product you put on the field today, don't ever call Redskin Nation out. That's exactly why they don't come out to FedEx Field to support. The way you threw your helmet after that last defensive uh uh, uh play, you threw your helmet and went over to the bench. You sulked. Everybody else is on the sidelines standing, trying to get the fans up. You sat there and you sulked. You broke my heart today. Know that. As a diehard Redskins fan, you broke my heart. Because you acted like a petulant child. Because you couldn't get your way. Dude, yes, they called the daggone holding penalty. You did did not mean nothing. It, it, It didn't even happen. Okay. But you acting like that? What does that say? Don't ever call Redskin Nation out again. Well, and to, and, and I think I'm, uh, we're gonna touch on that for a little bit before we 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 wrap it up. Um, 
for the Redskins have been have been six and three, first place and uh NFC East, first place in the division. Big game against the Texans, you know, uh that stadium was a ghost town. Um the club section, the three hundred section, ghost town. Uh the other side of the four hundreds where I was looking at, ghost town. We have pictures to prove it. We were there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, for a first place team, for the people that were there, kudos, made a hell of a lot of noise, definitely made your mark. A lot of people left their horse, but come on, man, first place and like when we're walking in, we're first walking in, you're looking through the, the tunnel at the uh, other seats. We're like, wow, it's, it's pretty empty. And, you know, everybody's like, well, you know, I guess, you know, everybody's, you know, late. No, no, this first place, it, everybody should be in their seats. And it should be chanting and, and rounding up the crowd before the kickoff even starts. So the seat, the site I saw at FedEx, I was a little bit disappointed in that. And for it to be alumni weekend. That too. That that, that That's very disappointing. That's hurtful. Well, Delonte, Jim, y'all got anything else to add? Um, no, I was, uh, oh, no, you good, Delonte. Uh, go ahead, Jim. Oh, my bad. Um, overall, great experience. You know, great experience. Uh, been at the game. You know, been amongst the uh, the Redskins fans today. Um, you know, kind of wish they would have poured out the win, but you know. It's a great effort on their part, um, despite the circumstances. Um, I have nothing bad, nothing bad to say at all. Just you know, great day, you know, to witness NFL football live. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed the experience. Um, uh, I, I, I expected the crowd to be a little bit larger. Um, a couple of points in the game, it was like Texans fans that took over. I know we had a, quite a few um, behind us yelling and screaming. Uh, but overall, it was it was great, man. I enjoyed it. Um, tough to see Alex Smith go down like that, but Cole McCoy came in. Uh, like I say, teach him how to slide. I like the fact that he got the ball out early a couple of times. Uh, hey, get behind Cole and ride it out, man. All I can say is hail to the Redskins, fellas. <laughs> we want Dallas. That that's pretty much all I got. We won Dallas. Yeah, short week. Dallas in Dallas, AT and T Stadium. It is going the largest outdoor porta potty in the world. <laughs> well, we're gonna see come Thursday because the Redskins gotta and, and 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 you know definitely not bashing them. We just call it as we see it. No sugar coating here. They fought their asses off today. It, 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 it could have been plenty of times where that offense went three and out and the offense weren't, wasn't moving the ball, that the defense is going to be like, you know what, we gone. But they held. You know, even though they, they, you know, they're getting gashed on the ground a little bit, they held They held them to three when they needed. Um, that offense got them, you know, they, they put some points on the board, got, got themselves right back in the game. So the fight's there. They have to figure out what's going on with the run defense, though. They have to figure that out. Last time they saw Zeke, they held him in check. So they're going to need that this week. But this is not the same Dallas Cowboys 
that you saw a couple of weeks ago. They added Amari Cooper as a whole nother dimension to their offense. So now, and, and it's not the same Redskins. The Redskins now have HaHa Clinton Dix added to the secondary. So you have two different teams. It's not going to be the same game at all. So I look forward to Thursday. Um, I wish they would stop putting the Bears and the Lions on Thanksgiving. I'm so, I'm so tired of seeing those two teams. But hold on, B. Hold on. That's tradition. That's been going. That goes back to like nine, the first televised game on Thanksgiving was the Bears and the Lions, 1954, if I'm not mistaken. That's a traditional. That's as much tradition as Cowboys Redskins, which is not as big of a tradition as Lions uh, Bears. You know what? It, what else is a tradition? When my stomach hurt, I got to go sit on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Stop putting the Lions on Thanksgiving Day games. I don't care who, I don't care what type of tradition has to end. Stuff has to change. I ain't watching that game. I, I, I mean, if you just want to see Khalil Mack sack and the Bears dominate, because I'm picking the Bears, but come on, man. That, that Enough is enough for the Bears and the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. I don't want to see it, so. Fellas, it was hella fun today. Um, we have to get up there back to the game. Hopefully, maybe we can get to the game um, with somebody. Uh, maybe somebody invite the sideline junkies to a game. But uh, like I said, we'll be back on before the, the Redskins next game. We'll break those. Uh, I think it's three Thanksgiving Day games, ain't it, fellas? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we'll be back on to break that down uh, for myself, BJ, Delonte. Um, Jim, KG, Junior on assignment, the Don, my boy Allen, from all the sideline junkies, we appreciate you listening. Hell to the Redskins. On to Dallas. Don't dwell on it. Coke can get the job done. We'll be, they'll be fine. So don't worry about it. Uh, that's it for the sideline junkies for the day. Kevin, tell them where they can find us at. Oh, man. You can find us right here on Anchor FM, you know, iTunes, uh, Spotify. Google Play, but you can also get us at sidelinejunkies.com. Uh, Instagram, Sideline Junkies. Twitter, Sideline Junkies. Sideline Junkies, colon podcast on Facebook. All right. Hey, that's it, fellas. Always a pleasure. Until the next time. All right. Peace out. Hey, have a good one. Holla. All right.